0: When someone comes to me and says, I want you to run this program, there was a time in my career where I I would have said yes because I would have been worried that the board would have said, why would you turn down that check or why would you turn down that opportunity? I have learned through saying yes too much that no is a complete sentence and sometimes I don't have to necessarily justify it. Sometimes we just can't.
1: Welcome to Seriously Catherine, a podcast about taking your business seriously, but not yourself. All right, y'all, so this week's hot take revolves around the Super Bowl, and I watched pretty much all day, all the coverage from noon until, I think it was 12 hours. Obviously, I loved seeing Taylor there. I I knew for sure she was going to make it there, so for those of you that don't know, she just ended her Tokyo performance, and so it's like 13-hour flight from Tokyo to Vegas, and it was the night before, so people were like, you know, speculating that she would not be able to make it, but like, okay, if you're Taylor Swift, you're not like flying commercial. You're, you got your own plane you can sleep for 13 hours if you needed to so i knew for sure she was gonna be able to get there so i was excited to see her there but specifically about the halftime show like people are always so opinionated about the halftime show like people either love it or they hate it they always have something to say and i was really really excited that usher was gonna be the halftime show and they kept on saying like all along that he was gonna be like this solo act but i felt in my soul that he was gonna have People come up on the stage with him and do this performance with him. And I almost died when we saw Alicia Keys come out. She looked fabulous in this, like, red catsuit cape thing. It was amazing. The piano was, like, really cool. Anyway, then, then... Oh, my God. I was freaking out when little John showed up. I was freaking out. I was, like, standing up dancing. It was just, like, so much fun. And it brought me back to, like, I don't know, 2005 when I'm in college. And that song would come on. And and it's also a very big New Orleans Saints song. Like, if you're at a football game in the Superdome, that song comes on and people just, like, go insane. So I was so excited to see him. And... I mean, people are like, oh, my God, did he have to take off his shirt? Yes, he's Usher. Of course he had to take off his shirt. Like, I would have been appalled if he didn't take off his shirt. Like, we're talking about Usher. I was telling my sister-in-law, like, leading up to him, like, he's going to roller skate. And she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, Usher likes to roller skate. He's like a big, he's an avid supporter of <laughs> roller skating. And he's very talented, like, that he, like, can do with the spins and flips and all that stuff. And, of course, he showed up for that. It was awesome. Lil Jon was the, like, I think just the most explosive surprise to me is I just like was so excited like turn down what? I mean another like just Super Bowl commentary is like Travis Kelsey like getting really his temper was on display when he like manhandled Andy Reid and, and people are very very disappointed in Travis Kelsey about it but look listen it's an intense game okay like Boy was pissed that he was taken out of the game and then there was a fumble and he felt like okay if Andy would have kept him in we wouldn't have had that fumble so I don't think we can even judge the intensity and the stress and i mean we were st- i was stressed i was stressed when i was like watching this game is pretty uneventful up into the overtime the pre-game shows leading up to the super bowl there was an interview with andy Reid, and he kind of talked about travis kelsey having a bad temper early on in his career and once that's been redirected and focused he's an elite athlete right but it's like the temper is has been an issue all right and that's my hot take guys agree disagree let me know let me know slide into my dms tell me what you really think this week in Saratoga, they announced that John Legend is coming to Spac, and maybe Chrissy Teigen will be here too. And their little, their kids are adorable. Their daughter Luna is a Girl Scout, just like my daughter Posey. And you know, shameless pug, Girl Scout cookie season is upon us. So if you want some Girl Scout cookies, we got you. The name of the event is called An Evening with John Legend, A Night of Songs and Stories. Now, mind you, he's got an EGOT. Do you know what an EGOT is? It means that you have an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony Award. That's like, Mind blow, right? He is incredible. It just seems like he's just the, the full package, and I'm excited he's coming to back. He's coming to Saratoga Springs. I mean, how cool would it be to run into him on Broadway, just, just walking along? I wonder where he'll stay. Or maybe he'll stay in a trailer, like his own trailer he'll bring into town. Or do you think he'll stay at the Adelphi? Do you think he'll get an Airbnb? <laughs> that would be funny if you're an Airbnb host and, you know, John Legend is staying there. So I'm going to take this opportunity right now to talk more about SPAC because I don't know if you're aware, but if you live in Saratoga and you haven't been to a SPAC show, you're missing out on the experience of Saratoga Springs in the summertime. Live Nation tickets went on sale as well. Like right now you can get a season of lawn passes for like 200 bucks. Maybe it's like 225 or something like that, but it's like so well worth it. Even if you're not going to go to every single concert, the New York City Ballet come, the Philadelphia Orchestra comes. It's just, it's just like a vibe. They have this VIP building now, too, where they, you know, you can like overlook the lawn, which is sort of snobby, but it's a really great view. SPAC is not just about musical performances. They're doing these culinary art events now. The other people that are coming this summer, because they're announcing new people like pretty much every day. I don't know if Dave is announced yet, but he usually comes every summer. He usually does like three nights of shows. Who else? The Beach Boys are coming, which I am So excited about that. Hootie and the Blowfish is coming. Earthman and Fire will be good. Kids Bob, that was Posey's first concert ever. Paula Abdul and New Kids on the Block. Go Paula, she's still got it. Doobie Brothers, that'll be good. Oh, and Harry Potter. I saw Harry Potter. So they basically do like a night, it's like a movie night under the stars. So the Philadelphia Orchestra plays like the soundtrack of Harry Potter and they're also doing The Lion King to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Lion King. I mean, if you got nothing from this clip, get this. Go buy a lawn pass, like season pass. Right now, like the locals, you gotta buy. I would just buy a whole season. It's like 200 something dollars. You won't regret it. That's it, that's a wrap. All right, this week's guest on Seriously Catherine is Ashley Fragamani. She is the executive director of Girls, Inc. of the greater capital region. She is also a Taylor Swift fan, which we get into a little bit. I'm so excited for this conversation. She also spent some time in New Orleans because she worked there for a hot minute for the YMCA and I'm so excited to introduce you to Ashley. She's an incredible like powerhouse leader in our region. She is actually getting one of the empowerment awards for the YWCA. All right, let's get into it. All right, on this week's episode, my guest is Ashley Fragamani, which is the coolest the coolest name ever. Yes. Do people call you Frag? They call Frags. Them Frags. Frags. Yeah. yeah, I thought, yeah, I was like, there's definitely a, a <laughs> nickname here. And you are the executive director of Girls, Inc. of the greater capital region. And what does that encompass?
0: So it encompasses right now Albany, Troy, and Schenectady. But Troy only just knew in 2022.
1: Wow. So yeah. like that was your doing? Yes. So when did you start working for Girls, Inc.?
0: in May of 2020.
1: Wow, what an exciting time. <laughs> right. I mean, were you looking for a job like in March of 2020 where you're like, oh, my God, I hope I don't get that job now because that's going to be a shit show.
0: I've always worked in nonprofit. So I the reason I love nonprofit is because I feel like my personal mission and the mission of human service nonprofit serving organizations, they run parallel. Yeah. Um, so I've spent 13 or 14 years with the YMCA locally, a, a bunch of different YMCA's. And then I saw the job posting for Girls Inc. and I thought to myself, OK, like, This mission is crazy aligned with who I want to be as a person. Yeah. So I applied and then was offered the job actually on March 13th of 2020. And that was when, I'm sorry, that was my last interview. And then I was offered the job. And I was like, are you sure?" sure? And they said, yes. But they're like, take some time. But then, yeah, May of 2020, we started. I was remote. I didn't even go in the office until like the end of June
1: wow yeah okay in a nutshell what does what is girls inc and what do they do
0: so our mission is to inspire all girls to be strong smart and bold we do it in a variety of ways my favorite ways that we do it are focusing on stem-based activities to keep girls interested in stem introducing them to the world of mentorship and having a healthy relationship with their own mental health Mm -hmm. and then really focusing on their confidence and self-esteem as they move through grade school middle school high school and then into career
1: that's awesome. yeah. And is there after when I think Girls Inc, I think like after school programs?
0: Yes, after school for K through seventh graders right now. okay. And then college and career readiness for eighth through twelfth graders.
1: Amazing. And so you said you just launched in Troy, so where was your office, and you're you're utilizing like gyms and of schools.
0: So we actually, in Troy, I was in a, a leadership or a, a chamber of commerce event like a networking event, Uh and I was sitting next to Liz Reese, who's the CEO at the Art Center, Mm -hmm. and I was giving my elevator pitch about what Girls Inc. is and how I can't wait to get into Rensselaer County, and we're just looking for space, and she kind of gave me like one of these, and she goes, you can come to the Art Center. I said, Liz, like it cannot be that easy. She's like, oh, it's not easy. You can come to the Art Center. So cool.
1: And what's next? Like, I mean, I think just when you started, you're like having to get through COVID was an undertaking, and then you set your eyes on, you know, expanding into this new area, Troy, and I'm sure, you know, you're like me. You're like, what's next? What's next? What's next?
0: Right. I don't like to be stagnant for long. Like Mm -hmm. I want to keep moving. I think the next thing is just continuing to push the fact that Girls Inc. is a brand and a resource, and we want people to know about it. So if you're a woman, we want you to know about it because we want you to be connected to us so that you can inspire girls. If you're a girl, we want you to know about the resource that we can be for you. Um, and if you're part of the community that we're in, we want to be a community resource. And if we're not in your community yet, we want to know you so that we can get into your community.
1: Yeah. And we've talked about this before, but we got to do some things in Saratoga. Like yes. We need the girls in Saratoga to feel strong and smart and bold. Yes. Is that it? Yes. Yes. I yeah. like that.
0: But well, we did have our first event at Pallet. Yes. Which was so awesome. Which
1: was so successful. Yes.
0: It was amazing. Yes. We had all the entrepreneurs under the age of eighteen come in, sell their goods and wares. It was Amazing.
1: I bought uh, bracelets. Yep. I bought uh, cookies. I bought a book. We had an author here. Yep. She was adorable. And I was just, like, so inspired. And I brought Posey, of course. I have a 9 year My oldest is nine. And I brought Posey with me. And I think it's just so important for her to see examples, I mean, of people kicking ass and, yeah. like, and doing the thing. You know, you don't have to wait until you're a certain age. I think it's important for girls, not only girls, but also women. You know, you can start doing any of this work anytime.
0: Absolutely. Like,
1: volunteer. Well, I think never it's too a— late
0: it's It's never too late. And I think it's never as, too early. It's never too early and too or too late. right. <laughs> the time is now.
1: The time is now. <laughs> Take it. Take the action. Right. Okay. I did want to point out that you spent some time in New Orleans. I did. When when people spend time in New Orleans, like we have a connection now and we'll, we'll be friends for life.
0: Yes. I went to New Orleans area. So I was actually on the West Bank.
1: Some may say the best bank. Yeah,
0: They do call it the best bank.
1: But I'm not a West, I'm not, I'm not one of those people.
0: (laughs) Where did you actually grow up? I
1: grew up in New Orleans East. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Home Uh, Home of Master P and, and me. (laughs)
0: And probably Lil Wayne, maybe.
1: Lil Wayne, he was the ninth ward. It's the same ward, but different neighborhood. Okay.
0: So, yeah. So, I was on the West Bank in Belchase specifically, and I helped open a YMCA there. They had never had one. Wow. Um, So, it was part of the Greater New Orleans Association, and I spent three and a half years down there.
1: Wow. Loved it. You, like, out of nowhere, did you, like, just find a job, apply for it, got it, and you're like, I'm moving to New Orleans.
0: So I had been working for the YMCA, and I had gone to high school here and college here then I was working locally, and I was like, oh, man, I'm 20, whatever, I need to experience life outside of the greater capital region. So I applied nationally to a few different associations, and I landed in New Orleans, and that was it. I was like, this was a great place to land.
1: Did Katrina move you away? Like, what, what moved you back?
0: I came back. Honestly, because I'm a family girl, and yeah. I really you miss missed my your, family. You missed your mama? I missed my mama bad.
1: Yeah. yeah. H- home is where your mama lives. I know. It's
0: so true. It's
1: hard. It's hard to be away. I mean, I'm, I'm away from yeah. home, and it's really, really hard. I mean, I get very homesick, especially on, like, Sundays. Like, mm-hmm. Sunday is such a big family day when, you know, growing up, it was a revolving door. I mean, yeah. I grew up on the same street as all my cousins, so it's like if you didn't like what you were being served for dinner uh. on any particular night, you could just go next door or across the street and get something else and i don't know it's just like that i don't have that here and it's it's hard yeah to be away yeah i mean there's nothing like new orleans no
0: it's the best place to really learn that you can work hard and play hard and slow down and move at a fast pace like you can do it all yeah if you, you can survive new orleans you can do it all
1: yeah and you can you can eat healthy there It's very hard.
0: I didn't learn that until I started visiting (laughs) after I had lived there. Yeah.
1: So then you boomeranged back. I love a good boomerang story.
0: Yes. I came back. I worked in Glens Falls. I was actually just telling this story to somebody earlier. I was hired for a job that I probably could have done with my eyes closed. But they were interviewing. I was down to the final two, and they hired me and the man that they were interviewing. They split the job in half. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like okay so i did that for a little while
1: what was that about do you think they had to choose both of you like you were just both so remarkable it was a two person job
0: so i love the guy that got hired now okay so his name is tyler but i will say that at the time that we both got hired i think what happened was the leadership was an old boys club and so they looked at tyler and his personality which was fun and charismatic and you were drawn to it and they thought that's gold we have to have that and then they looked at me and thought wow she could do this job with her eyes closed. And they had to have that too. So I yeah. think it was the best of both worlds. Like if they could have taken those parts of each of us and made one Person. Megatron, yeah. they would have done that. So they had to hire both of us to get wow. what they wanted at the time. Yeah,
1: okay. Yeah. I guess I accept that. Where's I mean, Tyler now? He um, Is he the executive director of a, of a successful nonprofit? <laughs>
0: Uh, I don't think he's the executive director of one, but he does work for one.
1: Okay, cool. Sounds good. All right. Yeah. We like Tyler. Yeah, we like Tyler. All right, fine. I learned
0: a lot because I had to share an office with him, too. Oh. I'll tell you what. You want to learn something about yourself?
1: <laughs> Sh- share or an with, office with a man. With somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk about the the girls who make up Girls Inc. Okay. You know, the students. Are they yeah, all students? students is a great way yeah.
0: to way yeah. to put it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What, what's that experience like? I mean, is it like I'm joining like a club?
0: So when a student or a family comes to us and says you know I want my daughter to come here what does it look like the first thing we do is kind of get their stats what do they need right because we're serving a girl today that's not the same girl as they were five years ago so their age is really important making sure that we have people around them that are that same age we don't usually have this but we want to make sure that we have enough of an age group that we're serving so it's really important to us but then it's really making sure that the parents understand that they're coming in here for an after-school program that's curriculum based so they're going to get media literacy financial literacy healthy sexuality healthy mind body spirit work it's It's, like, all-encompassing. So it's important that they know that because it's not just your average after-school program. Yeah. And it's free for the participants. So my job is to fundraise for all of that and to make sure that that can stay free for Mm -hmm. everybody. But that's obviously an attractor, right? Because if you've ever paid for child care. Free child care. It's insane to pay for it. Like, it's so much money. So having... A knowledge base with the parents is really like the first and foremost Mm -hmm. piece of it. And then it's really making sure that they feel comfortable there and that they feel like they're getting what they need out of it. We can't serve everybody. It's not realistic to say that we're going to be the right space for every single person. So making sure a girl really truly can thrive in our programs is so important.
1: Do you need, like, mentors? Because why is childcare so expensive? It's payroll. It's yep. like, ha- you know, having people responsible, people watching your children, you know. So you have staff, or is it all volunteer-based?
0: So we have staff, and it's really important to me and my leadership staff that we're hiring staff that work in the communities we serve. So the Troy staff live in Troy, the Schenectady staff live in Schenectady, the Albany staff live in Albany. I think that's super important to the development of the girl as well. And then outside of that, once they become middle school-aged, we have our Council of Women for Girls, which is made up of those powerhouse women from the Capital Region. Okay. Who mentor the girls through the Eureka program, which is college and career readiness.
1: Yes. And you have some events coming up, which I'm really excited about. And I want to say you've been thinking outside of the box and doing events that are like very engaging and and pulling people in, which is amazing. And it's it's not easy to do.
0: It's not easy to do. And I'm very lucky to have a very innovative, very special director of philanthropic impact that just joined our team, Amari Duncan. Okay. Um, She is a powerhouse. Yeah. And so she is really pushing me too to think outside the box and get a little. little bit more innovative, but we also have really great board members. Like the first person that comes to mind when I think about our events is Jennifer McPhee. McPhee. Yep. Who put together our Toro event and that's all volunteer run. That is gold. That is so priceless to nonprofits to have a group of women who are like, yeah, we'll run this event.
1: Yeah. I mean, are you doing it? You must be collaborating with Albany, the Black Chamber, right? Because Deshaunna was a Girls Inc. She girl. was a
0: Girls Inc. girl. Yep. We've collaborated with her on some keynotes and she's toured our girls around the facility. So it's it's great. It's a great partner. Yeah. She's
1: another boomeranger. Yep. Yeah. So came back. I like talking to people who, I mean, are from here, left the area, came back. I really love talking to transplants who have chosen to yes. live here and build their their businesses and raise families here and stuff I just think it it gives you a unique perspective on how amazing this community is and the capital region is where it's at there's so many resources it's a great place to live and work and play so I love talking to people about that I love a good boomerang story yeah
0: and it's nice to be able to serve the community in which I'm from yeah there's nothing really like that yeah you know So what I love about the Capital Region and being from here and serving the community in which I'm from is also the partnerships that come with it. So we have so many great partners, especially lately. We've been working with WPO on an event where we're going to be recipients of a fundraiser that they're running. We are working with the Connect Center to host and Walter Thorne to host Bingo for the first time ever. (gasps) Yeah, at the Connect Center, it's going to be so fun. Seat Center is providing the food. So it's like an ultra collaboration. And I'm just so excited about that. And it's on March 8th, which is International Women's Day. So cool. bingo is my jam. It's Walter Thorne's jam, too.
1: I am. So, you know, I like to be involved with the kids, with my kids in the school. So I signed up like two years ago to be like the bingo lady. Yes. And so last year I had so much fun, more fun than any of the kids, like calling the numbers. It was so much. We got an old school bingo like yeah. call machine. It was so much fun. That's The night of, um, it's actually Mardi Gras day, but, you know, we don't know about Mardi Gras up here. We
0: do a little bit know about Mardi Gras up here.
1: We do, a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) At last year's Mardi Gras, I acted like it was Mardi Gras in New Orleans. Yeah. But I I respected (laughs) that. I don't know if anybody else respected that. (laughs)
0: That's (laughs) a great event, though. It's pretty true to form. I mean, it felt like Mardi Gras.
1: It does. The food's there. Yeah, Yeah. Addie's does the food. This is what I really love about the Capital Region is that all the leaders in the Capital Region are super accessible. You know, like no one is like too busy or too important to meet you for coffee or something. I love that. It's a community that you can really get engaged in. You you can know all the players. You can work with them. You can support them, vice versa. I think when I started to lean into the capital region as a whole. Like I remember when I first moved here, I moved to Saratoga and I hadn't gone to Schenectady unless I was going to Proctors. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to really get out of that bubble. And when I did, oh man, oh man, did we start to like have a really good time. Yeah. You know, so I think like that was also during COVID when I started to like really open up and be like, okay, wow, we, we got something really special here. So yeah. that's what I love about it.
0: It's It's great. And I think to your point about the leaders all being accessible, they're also willing to share, like nobody's gatekeeping. Right. I think for me, it's been... As a newer executive, let me put it this way, I have been made to feel like I can ask a question.
1: Right. Like you don't feel like, oh, like who's this broad coming along and thinking she's going to run Girls Inc. And there's no there's like there's support. There's there's optimism and there's a forward path.
0: Yeah. And I probably feel. feel comfortable saying that to you because you've been one of the people who hasn't like kept anything from me like you're willing to have the conversation
1: oh yeah and I'm just I think, like an open book yeah and
0: I think that there's enough people that are willing to have the conversation that outweigh the people who are not
1: I just think about this like what's the harm that it can do for for me to introduce you to somebody that's going to be able that's going to help you right you know? no harm in that like exactly. if anything that person's gonna be like thanks for letting me help this person right. that made me feel good I'm all about helping people help more people because that's what makes me feel good like help a sister out here 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 <laughs> amen can I get an amen <laughs> <laughs> so as the executive director of Girls, Inc., I'm sure you experience and see a lot of hardship and you're helping girls through their adolescence in a time when they're just so sensitive and, and impressionable. And how do you manage that? And, and what, do you, what would you say is like your biggest challenge?
0: My biggest challenge, I think, or a no, my biggest challenge is that I represent an organization where a majority of the girls, 84% of them specifically, identify as girls of color. Mm -hmm. and 63% of them live at or below the poverty level. I am a white woman who grew up with two parents that lived in wine and skill in a house who never went hungry, Yeah, all of the things. There's a lot of imposter syndrome, to use a hot-button word, that comes with that because how can I go out in the community and represent a girl that I have never walked in their shoes yeah so I spent a lot of time talking to other leaders specifically Walter Thorne to Jones about that and and they were super helpful and the whole like this is a transferable skill like you you work in human service and you can go out there and you can represent the girls because you at least know how to be a girl right yeah and I think that that's the thing that always ties me back to the work is we've all been a middle school girl We've all gone through adolescence. We've all been scared of something. We've Mm -hmm. all had crazy body issues that, you know, we have to overcome our mental health, all of it. What scares me about the work is that all of the resources that do exist, we're still so needed. Like, when is it going to go away? you know? Never. Never. Never.
1: We just need more people helping and more people supporting and more people yet being of support to the the cause. Yeah, it's exasperated, right? As time goes on and we continue, you know, just the economy, right? Right. It's hard.
0: And we talked, you know, we talked about how the capital region is so dense with nonprofits. There's a reason that it's so dense with nonprofits because every single resource is necessary.
1: Yeah, and they're all, yeah, they're all so needed, and they're all so wonderful, and that's why I love the opportunity to demonstrate what it looks like to collaborate and yeah. to help each other and not reinvent the wheel, but like take these two organizations and do an event together and have the proceeds and the exposure. Because other part of the resources too is that there's only so many people who live in the capital region. You know, right. we can't all give to everything. Right. And And we can't all volunteer for every organization. We can't all attend every event, you know. So how is it can we sort of like close the gap and support each other in ways that are more creative and outside of the box? And I mean, you're doing that. It's incredible how I see I'm seeing girls everywhere. And it's cool to see it in with different organizations. And you're doing such a great job of the collaboration piece. And that shit ain't easy. You know, like there are some people who are like, you know what? Yeah, I'm just not going to play in the sandbox with you.
0: Right. And you have to know what you want. Like I was just having this conversation with a partner. They said, you know, in lieu of kind of all of the work that it takes to do this one specific thing with the girls, what if we just write you a check? Now, there's a a point in time at a nonprofit where that is a dream to hear, right? Like, just write me the check. Yes, thank you so much. I looked square in that person's face and I was like, no way. I cannot sacrifice the experience that the girls get from the type of partner you are for a check. Like there's no dollar yeah. that's worth that. So I think what's really cool about the the density of nonprofits and the people that are willing to collaborate is that you can know what you want and you can ask for it with each other and you can have each partnership is unique to itself yeah so what does it look like for me to work with you versus what does it look like for me to work with someone else and how does all of that tie back to the bigger picture of inspiring and empowering the girls
1: yeah yeah i think i mean shit i will take a check <laughs> i know i know but a lot of times you get the check and it comes with strings, right it's like i'm paying you for this particular program yeah. and a lot of times it's like this program doesn't exist that's not what i need the money for so you know i think it's yeah it's really important to be clear on what you need and why you need it and what you're going to do with it Right. And I mean, it's the same like Junior Achievement. They call me all the time because they need people to come into the classrooms and talk about a different way of doing it. Right? right. They don't want to have like the same example of go to medical school. Like that's not the reality for most of the people they need it in just a different example of what it looks like to to be a successful person. Right. If we not, I want to say all stay in our lane because I think all these lanes need to advance simultaneously. But recognize what the people around you are doing and what they're working on is so that you can help advance them as well. Right. I don't know if this any of this is making any sense whatsoever. But <laughs> my point is like, yes, the, the money, it, it's not all about the money. It's right. about the engagement. It's about the, the mentorship, which right. I'm sure you need a lot of, right? And
0: right. So to take it a step further from from the nonprofit perspective, like when someone comes to me and says, I want you to run this program, there was a time in my career where I, where I would have said yes, because I would have been worried that the board would have said, why would you turn down that check or why would you turn that down that opportunity? I have learned through saying yes too much that no is a complete sentence and sometimes I don't have to necessarily justify it. Sometimes we just can't. Coming to that conclusion has helped us with staff retention. It's helped decrease staff burnout. It's helped increase engagement with the girls. A really great example of a partnership that has a lot of different kind of areas of impact, but to your point, sometimes it's a check and sometimes it's the engagement, is Bank of America. So Bank of America, their employees do a coat drive for us every year. Oh, cool. So since COVID, what it's been is they've gone and they've purchased the coats, they've sent them to us, and then we set up this kind of like impromptu store and now employees come in and they volunteer with the girls and they shop, right? What's really cool about that is not only that the girls are getting this kind of shopping experience inside of Girls Inc., but the employees are getting touch points and the employees that aren't able to come in in person are still getting the touch point of knowing that they provided a coat for a girl. So now in June, when I go into a Bank of America to make a deposit for Girls Inc. and, and the teller sees that I'm from Girls Inc., they have this touch point in their mind of, I bought a coat for a girl that works. Oh, you work at Girls Inc.? I bought a coat for her. You know. So it's this whole idea that that event that engagement is not, not one dime comes from Bank of America. Yeah. It's the employee saying, I want to purchase a coat for a girl. It's a, it's a need. It's impactful. The girls get the experience of shopping. The employee now has this thing that they hold on to all year. And now mm-hmm. when they do go to think about writing an unrestricted check to someplace, maybe girls think is top of mind. Yeah. Because as we know, unrestricted dollars go further because they can be used right away.
1: Right. Exactly. Um, so
0: that's been, that's really positive for us to have people that are ready to do the the, the engagement work and not necessarily just write the check And then there's the people that we do need the sponsorship dollars. Now the difference now, I think, than maybe five years ago is when someone comes to you and says, I wanna sponsor an event, they no longer want the step and repeat. They don't need the table signs. Like they wanna know who the girls are that they're they're working with, which to your point can get a little hairy because they want their specific financial literacy thing or their specific STEM activity to be the activity that you're doing or the curriculum you're running. And we're like, well, we can't always do that. Right. You know, so how do we work together in the existing world of what we know we can do? What our capacity is how can you come in and impact that and if it means that you write us a check and you let us keep doing our thing cool if it means that this is our thing and you're gonna not write a check but you're gonna come in and you're gonna teach this piece of the curriculum great yeah but i think it's for the nonprofit side for us it's been reimagining who we are or rebranding us as as who Mm -hmm. we are now knowing that that's different from five years ago and being comfortable with that yeah and that's a lot of growing pain because people were comfortable with the way things were right And then COVID happened and it was like, shake it up. And now it's like, no, this is who we are. I don't have to say yes to you. Yeah. And if you do want to work with us, I'm going to provide you with the menu of options of ways you can do that.
1: Yes, yes. I mean, I think it's you're doing a great job and Thanks. I think like you're building such a great team and I think being like that servant leader too is like giving your team the autonomy to go- run with things that they want to that they're passionate about, mm-hmm. right? It's hard work. It's ex- emotionally exhausting on a multitude of levels. Um but you're doing an amazing job Thank you. and I love you and Thank anything you. I, I, I can too. do. I think we I want to do another girls market here. Yes. Like for we sure. should do that recurring, right? Yes. Like how do we get more Girls Inc. in Saratoga?
0: So we're always looking for ways to have a footprint, if you will. So we're right now, we're talking about pop up activities. The girls market was the first time we did something in Saratoga County like this. So we're just always like, so talking to you, like, you want to host a patent sip? Great. Let's, you know, have a yeah. unique night there. Yeah. So it's just kind of just small. We don't want to be like overpowering to people because at the end of the day, if I, I was just having this conversation in Mechanicville. Like, I can't come in and run five days of after-school programming because I don't have the staff for that and yeah. you don't have the capacity. So let's slow down. How can we do one event, get the community to know who we are, right. get comfortable with the fact that we we have resources and we we're not trying to take – Rob Peter to pay Paul yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, you know?
1: And the slow and steady is, yeah. is a totally great, like, I need to take a page out of your playbook.
0: Yeah. Because
1: a lot of times I just, like, go all in and you burn out and, you know, you certainly waste a lot of resources that way. So I kudos to you. I Thanks. think you're awesome.
0: Thank you. I think you're awesome.
1: What else do you want to point out or bring up? Should we talk about Taylor Swift? Because I know you love Taylor Swift. I would
0: love to talk about Taylor (laughs) Swift. Don't make my day or
1: anything. Okay, so you had a Taylor Swift birthday party, which I I was hoping and praying that Ruby would let me have a a Taylor Swift birthday party for her, but she said negative. She said (gasps) maybe next year. So, well, wait, first of all, tell us about your Taylor Swift birthday party.
0: Okay, so I, first of all, I'm a December baby. Okay. This is important to note. It's not December 13th, It's it? December 12th.
1: Okay. Whoa. The day
0: before. So we're already oh, kindred yeah. spirits. Oh, yeah. Close. You know? You're in
1: the vicinity. But
0: I'm a December baby, which I think is important because people are always like, oh, your birthday is in December. That sucks. Yeah. Christmas, blah, blah, blah. Not for me. Like, my parents never, like, always made me feel so special, which I love. So I grew up with a sense of, like, my birthday is something to be celebrated. Absolutely. So as I became an adult, I'm like, well, no one's going to throw a party for me. Right. Better throw one myself. Yeah. So for years, I mean, I think it was like three years in a row, we went to the Night Owl right down here, run yeah. it out the back room. It was amazing. And then COVID hit, and I was like, talk about depressed. Yeah. I couldn't have a party, it was terrible. So this year I was like, all right, last year I had a girls night at my house and it was great. This year I was like, we're back, like, let's do it. So my best friend Callie was like, what do you wanna do? I'm like, I think I want a party bus and I wanna listen to Taylor Swift and look at Christmas lights. I love it. So they all met in Boston Spa. They came to my house, picked me up, you know, the music's blaring, the confetti poppers are going. It was amazing. So we were on the bus for maybe like two, I curated a playlist. So we were on the bus for maybe two songs, and I said, "Everybody, the performative piece of the evening is be- is about to start." And I just basically performed Taylor Swift <laughs> I love the it. next two hours after that. Oh
1: my god! And my friends awesome. were cheering me on. Of course they were. It. It was great. So much fun! I love that. I love that you just took the reins and you were yeah. like, "I'm leaning into this." That's what she did. She was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go on tour. I'm gonna f- literally perform all the albums. Meet you there." Yep.
0: You went? Did you go see the movie? I went and saw the movie twice, and I've now rented it three times.
1: I love it. Have you seen her in concert?
0: (laughs) No, I am not that rich. Okay. Did you hear the news that people say that there's more females watching football now because obviously because she's at the games, but specifically more daughters spending time with their dads.
1: Oh no, I didn't hear that. Yeah. But that's so cute. It makes sense. I think it's funny, like people are so triggered by this mm-hmm. whole thing. Like so there's like the guys who are like, I'm so tired of hearing about Taylor Swift, you know? But it's like she is a mastermind. I'm not she is I wouldn't be surprised if it was all a just a fun little social experiment that Do you, she's you doing. don't
0: think they're gonna get married?
1: I, I don't know. I just I feel like I wouldn't be shocked if like they broke up and I wouldn't be shocked if they got married yeah. you know I think it's like the puppy love is so adorable to watch
0: I um, think the social experiment was this last week when Jason was at the game too and because people were getting so like you said triggered about her being at the games and her cheering and her being so excited but then Jason's like jumping out of the suite with no shirt on and everyone's like wow he's so funny I know. he's so charismatic and it's like she can't even like yeah cheer for her man without yeah. being told like she's too much.
1: Right. I think we give them too much credit sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think Jason was like I'm gonna steal the show just to point out that I you know like that Taylor's not so bad or whatever. I think that they're just like being themselves. They're just like they're right. acting like who they are and they're being social. And he's just a dude getting amped he's literally up just a because dude. his brother got a touchdown. He's like just you know took a shirt off and he's wasted. I'm sure because he's like you know not playing football right, right now. Right. But we I, can't get enough. So I mean after listening to this episode people are gonna be like, How how can I work with Girls Inc.? So what sort of like partnerships are you looking to forge in the future, near future? So the
0: best types of partnerships are ones that come with engagement opportunities. So we really want all women and men in this area who have positive experiences and positive opportunities to share with the girls to do that. For our Eureka girls, which is our our high school girls, specifically 10th, 11th, and 12th graders, they are in need of internships. Um, I didn't talk about this as much as I usually do, but the thing about our internship program that's so cool is we're giving girls an opportunity to try something and not like it, which is not normal What people think about when they think about an internship. Like, we want girls to try it and say, you know, no, I don't like this. So I'm not going to pursue this field in college, you know, like, so let me try something else kind of thing. We had a girl that wanted to be a vet. So she said to Kelly, our Eureka manager, can you get me an internship at a veterinarian's office? She said, yes. So she got her the internship at Just Cats on Route Nine. So the first day of the internship, Kelly calls the girl and she says, how was it? And she goes, I forgot to tell you that I'm terrified of cats. And so Kelly (laughs) goes, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And the girl says, well, I'm going to stick it out but I don't think I want to be a vet. So she stuck it out. But can you imagine if she hadn't tried that? And she went and paid for vet school and all the things. And then she's finally like, you know, getting her clinical hours. And she's like, oh, my God, I hate cats. Oh, so my yeah. So gosh. it's, it's twofold. So, awesome. so we're always looking for internships, which is a really great way to get involved. We're always looking for speakers to come talk to the community or talk to the girls, come meet them, spend time with them, host an event, whatever that looks like, yeah. whether it's just the girls or whether it's us coming in and talking to your employees about what Girls Inc. is, what we do. I'm, oh, I'm personally, always looking for ways to spread the mission, yeah, you know, yeah, and awareness yeah. around it. Because in yeah. Girls We Trust. In
1: Girls We Trust. And you're so passionate about that. Yeah. It's
0: undeniable. We need to make sure that we have positive male role models in front of them as well. And just, as, you know, the same as female. So I think it's, it's important because at the end of the day, they're going to be working side by side.
1: Yeah. You know, so yep. it's
0: important to know what that looks like and sounds like and feels like.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much you. for coming. And if you want to get in touch with Ashley, she is an open book and super accessible, just like we were talking about. And you're on Instagram. Instagram.
0: And you're... Girls Inc. Girls Inc. GCR gcr.org yeah Okay. Oh
1: Ashfrag.
0: Ashfrag on instagram oh i
1: love it I love and girls it. Inc. gcr
0: on instagram okay, and then cool. our website is girls inc okay yeah
1: you heard it here thank you My face palm mom moment of the week also revolves around the Super Bowl. So backstory is that I had a party to go to Saturday night. It was a Mardi Gras themed party at the Adelphi and I may have had one too many hurricanes and I was like shoving king cake into people's mouths at Adelphi at the bar after the event because they had king cake and so I took it upon myself like I was obligated to demonstrate to people what a king cake is and how you eat it and I kept on telling them there's a plastic baby inside the king cake. I Woke up very hungover, pretty much stayed on the couch horizontal all day. I think I watched 12 hours <laughs> of Super Bowl, pregame show, the game. I mean, all of it. I was committed fully to the Super Bowl and Ryan and Sonia actually had my kids at the bowling alley for some of the Super Bowl game. Anyway, they got home and I let them stay up and watch this game which is such a stupid move. Like why? Why? So this morning they all slept in and I don't usually have to wake my kids up to go to school and like get ready and have breakfast and everything. They usually, (laughs) they're waking me up. I'm not a morning person but this morning I had to do that and it was miserable. So yeah, it was tough but you know, maybe they will always remember the overtime Anyway, my whole facepalm mom moment was just the fact that I was, this is so sad, I was hungover. I was still hungover, like, at 10 p.m. I paid the price. The next morning, it was, I just couldn't wait to get to Palette because I was already exhausted from the first shift of work that I had this morning as a mother. All right, moms and dads, I got a parenting hack for you, and it's called the Hoffman Car Wash. If you are a member of the Unlimited Car Wash Club, you're in for a real treat because you can go for free, essentially, if you're paying the monthly fee. I don't know if we're doing any girl math or mom math here, but you pay the fee and you can go get a car wash as many times as you want. And it's one of those things that's like a multifaceted experience. If I'm with the kids, they love to ask the car guy, like if he can draw a little design on the window they always play ball they always do something fun and then we go on through the car wash and it's almost like this thing comes over my kids like they're not psychopaths when we leave the car wash it's like some sense of like therapy for them also form of therapy when i am by myself and i need to go to the car wash because it's the only place i can scream out loud with no judgment so if you are not already a member of the unlimited car wash club at hoffman you are missing out on a treat Thank you for listening to this podcast. And if you want to connect with me, slide into my DMs on Instagram. My handle is Katherine Hover.